Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pro Series Podcast. This is episode 63 with Eli Hareton. You might know Eli from HGTV's Design Star Next Gen. We talk about the show, how he got discovered on the show, the process of the show, and then his life outside the show in the design world. So please listen to this episode. But before we get into this episode, please like, subscribe, and review this podcast on wherever you listen to this podcast. And now I hope you enjoy episode 63 with Eli Hareton. Eli, thank you so much for jumping onto the Pro Series podcast. Excited to have you on. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I always start the podcast off on how I met the person or how I found you. And I found mm-hmm. you on Instagram. Um, I kind of, I think it was an HGTV hashtag that I was looking off of. And I saw that you were okay. on Design Star. Um, and that's where it started. <laughs> so you didn't watch Design Star? I didn't. So <laughs> this is probably. Shame not- on you, man. Shame know, on you. The next gen was on Discovery Plus, wasn't it? Yeah, and then like a year later, they started releasing it in all the other HGTV markets. Um, so you know, it began airing on HGTV in the U.S. and then in Canada and then South Africa. It was really funny because I, I they didn't tell me anything. Uh, I would just know because all of a sudden I'd get like thirty new followers from South Africa, thirty new followers from Canada. So that's the only reason or way that I knew that they kept us so in the dark though. That's, Oh, that's thanks. Yeah. Well, I didn't know it was on HGTV. Now that I know it, I could go back and watch it. Um, yeah, man, get on it. I've never had discovery plus that was always my like excuse. I couldn't get onto it and actually watch it. Yeah. Uh, most people that, that was what they said as well. Uh, fortunately, I think they have like a seven day free trial. So you can go and just, you know, binge that man, get on okay. there. So how did that all come about? Like, did you? Uh, uh, dude, I, it's a really funny sort of, it, it's a great story because even the executive producers don't know how I got on the show. Um, they, it's it's wild. So they, they found me okay. and I was, so I was skiing and this guy starts like blowing up my social media and I, I don't have a big social media following, especially at the time I had like 700 followers. And I'd been professionally in design for maybe four years at that point. And this guy's like blowing me up. Like, hey, man, uh, you want to be on a TV show? And I was just like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? This is not a real, this is a scam. So I just kept uh, deleting the messages. And then a couple days later, I'm doing a photo shoot for one of my projects. And my boss calls me and she's like, yo, this dude says he's been trying to reach you about getting on a TV show. She's like, It sounds legit. I mean, he's going around, you know, you to get to me, to get to you. So she's like, can you just message him back? So I'm like, fine. So I meet this guy, we do the interview and I just keep getting passed along from one like producer to another, to another. And finally they're like, dude, we want you on the show. And I'm like, why do you want me on the show? This doesn't make any sense. Like I don't do soft design. I'm not a decorator. Like what kind of show are you doing? And they're like, it's a it's a spinoff of Design Star. You know nothing about this show. Trust me. So uh, so I I ended up just taking it because you don't skip out on an opportunity to be on TV. Yeah. My only goal was to be like not the first one out, and things actually worked out pretty damn well for me. I, am I allowed to do spoilers? No spoilers. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll actually. No, I mean, listen. It's, it's been out for like two years, so it's yeah. not a big secret. But yeah, I, I was runner up. That's awesome. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Did you go through it thinking that you could win it though? 
Uh, it was after the first challenge that I figured out how to win it or how I could win it if I, if I were to win it. And that was just like, there was the one thing that I had that stood out from everyone was my build skills. And I'm by no means a good builder. I'm just better than them at building. Yeah. So I just had to lean into that really hard. And I think that, that made it like very entertaining, at least for the judges, for the producers. So how could they kick me off? If I was always trying to just go super big every time. So that's, that was my game plan. So I've never talked about, I've had a lot of HGTV people on here, but I've never talked about like the time period that you're gone to record the show. Like how much time did you have to take off from work and your personal life to just record the show? That's a great question. Uh, I had, I was gone for a full month, like on the dot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And it was like, they put us up in a really nice hotel. There were like five different pools that you can go to. Um, but like for shooting, you know, it was three days of shooting one day of like interviews. And then the fourth day was basically us presenting ideas to the design teams and the art teams to make sure that we were all on the same page and get them set up for how they want to shoot us doing our thing. Um, so that was the format. And the longer, you know, that I was able to stick around, uh, the longer I had to be there. So it was pretty nice. It was, it was, it was a pretty plush experience, honestly, I think because of COVID. Oh, uh, okay. Oh yeah. This was like beginning of COVID you guys recorded this? No, it was like smack in the middle of uh, I mean, right when we got home, when I flew home from LA, two days later, they shut LA down again. So uh -huh. yeah, it was like shut down for like a week. Um, but yeah, I just, I just snuck out of there. It was wild, man. Well, what do you tell your boss? Like, how do you like, I need PTO for a whole month. So we don't have paid time off or, or sorry, we don't have limits on paid time off. Uh, it's unlimited. So my boss was like, listen, you should go do this. This is an amazing opportunity for you. Um, mm -hmm. She's like, let's get your projects to this point. And everybody is good with like a month break. So mm -hmm. I worked all that out with my clients. I worked that out with my boss and everybody was so stoked. And they were like, go, go live your life. And when you can tell us what happened, you'll tell us what happened. And yeah, a couple months later, I got to make the big announcement. Dang. That's mm -hmm. oh, you couldn't tell anybody the whole time you're doing it. Like not no. really, but they, yeah, they didn't want us talking about it. Like, obviously I was able to tell my parents and best closest friends what was going on, but that was it. How'd you do that? So when the show came about, they posted one episode a week on D discovery. Uh, yeah, correct. So how hard was it to keep that secret the whole way through? So, so my friends and like my colleagues and family, like I would just send out a message at the end of every challenge that was always just like, still in it, still in it. Um, but nobody knew how I actually did within the challenges. So that was really fun because I won the most challenges of everybody and they had no idea. So it was just like one win after another, after another. And they're like, dude, you, you've been, you're pulling the best prank of all time. You won this man. And I was like, I, I promise you, I would have told you, I wouldn't be able to keep that in. But yeah, it was hard to keep it in that even the winnings as we went through were happening like back to back sometimes. It was really fun. What was the time difference between you recording to when it aired? Uh, we finished in uh, November. Damn, when was that? I think we finished like right before Thanksgiving. 
Okay. And um, and then when it aired, I think it aired in April. So, yeah. Long time. The, not a secret. Oh, I thought that was pretty quick. Oh, really? I mean, yeah. I, I'm not a part of this world, really. You know. So when when I remember we finished the first, uh, or actually, sorry, we were in, on challenge three, and they were saying that they were already cutting up challenge one. And they already had it like framed out. So I was like, wow, that's that's crazy how fast they move. But I'm assuming that they just have to turn and burn these concepts, you know. Mm -hmm. And how much work? So during the week, um, was it like a week long event? And then there was the final decision at the end of the week? It was it was three days. Oh, yeah, it was it was like two challenges a week. So what? Okay, I see. Wow. I didn't yeah, know. so they filmed they filmed seven challenges in four weeks. How do you do that with like materials and stuff? Because that was like peak of COVID and like lead times were absolutely insane and they still it, are. It was. That's why we had to submit stuff so far in advance to give them the heads up of what we're trying to do. But we had a lot of parameters and like we had like the furniture warehouse. So they built a warehouse filled with furniture, lighting, um, decor, so that we didn't have to wait on lead times. But if we had specialty items, we either had to build them ourselves, which is what I typically did, or we would have to give them the heads up and then they'd have two days to bring it all in. So the the, the art direction team was was humongous because half the team was out just gathering stuff the other half was coming and bringing it in and making sure that it was good to go for tv labels gone things like that it was wild man do you have help during it though you're not doing it all by yourself yeah i had a I had a lead carpenter and then two uh like assistant carpenters um mm -hmm. and uh actually no that's not true in the beginning, it was it was one lead, one assistant, and then as people got eliminated, we got a couple extra hands to help with things. Um, but they had like a guy who was running the spray booth. They had another guy who was basically the floater, helping people who were really falling behind. Um, yeah, there were hands everywhere that were helping out with little things. But yeah, you're you're pretty much reliant on yourself for most of it and your two person team. So what has changed since after the show professionally, and then like. I guess on social media and stuff, what has changed the most? Yeah. So like, I actually, I mean, I have more than 700 followers now, which is, which is cool, whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, definitely more social media following. Um, some of the funny stuff that was happening, like as I was getting newer clients, as the show was airing, uh, some people were, I would do these like intro one-on-ones and they would be talking and I'd see them like grinning. And I'm like, what, what's so funny? And they're like, so I follow Carmion or I follow Justin. And I'm like, oh, so you're watching the show. And they'd be like, yeah, so this is kind of fun that we get to talk. And so it definitely was fun because it made me a little more recognizable as like a professional in my industry. Because before I wasn't at all. Um, and it made it a little bit easier, I think, to close deals and get people on board with who I am, what I can do, and what our services were. So it definitely worked out to my benefit. Yeah. So why do you say that you weren't um, seen as a professional or before the show? No, it's not that I wasn't seen as a professional. I think it was just more, there's like a little more, I don't know. Credibility? Yeah. Credibility, clout okay. in my field. Like, I was sought out to do a show. Uh, you can seek me out to do your house. Like, so I okay. think it just, it just made me more credible. That's all. Yeah.
So that's actually a topic I've always wanted to talk about. Um, when you start out, like, especially in design or construction or something, you are kind of based off of, I mean, people are judging you off of how young you are um, mm -hmm. and putting young to experience, which doesn't necessarily mm -hmm. mean that. Did you face that before the show? Is that kind of what you're kind of hitting towards? Like, no, doing I don't think I'm young, but I'm not like, I'm not like a baby in the industry. You know, I, I'm, I'm 36 years old. So okay. it's different if somebody is like, you know, five years old coming out of college and going right into design, you know, without the experience, you know, I guess you can see that, but that I never felt that as if my age was something there because for me, I think my age helped me. It made me I, like I can connect with the older folks. I can connect with people, clients who are younger than me. Um, it shows that I have my finger on the pulse a little bit more. So I think that that's a benefit. But I, I don't think age has affected my ability to do my job well. Yeah. Okay. And then so let's talk about your company um, now. I know we talked off camera a little bit about might yeah. possible name change might be in the future. <laughs> um, but what all do you do? Uh, so it's just me, the company that I'm at is, uh, unfortunately, you know, going through some changes and I'm going to go off on my own. Uh, right now I have my name as Eli Harrington design, uh, you know, pretty, I mean, own your name. That was also the advice that so many other professionals have given me, but, uh, I kind of want to put a DBA in front of it. And I'm, I'm thinking about damn good interiors right now. Um, I want it to be different. I want it to be memorable and fun. Uh, so we, I haven't officially launched anything yet, but I am already signing new clients and stuff. And they're, they're all like, all right, well, let's let us know when damn good interiors is, is coming into play. But, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll just be able to find me and my company through my Instagram and social media and all that. I like that. I, I think you should go and register that name now. <laughs> Oh, I already took it. I, it's okay, it's all, I, I got everything just in case. The, the handles as well on social media? Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Those get yeah. taken fast. I know. No, that was the first thing I did. And I spoke to my IT guy and I'm like, I, I need this email. I need this domain, everything. So he's like, we're good. Yeah, I think you should get that. That'll, I mean, I'm someone that keeps my name with um, Eric Dillman Designs, um, mm -hmm. but it's very generic and I made it when I was in college. But I always thought a cooler name would make you stand out more. Um, yeah. You definitely think you should go with it. I, I don't think I have like, like my name doesn't have a great ring to it. It's just like Eli Harriton, like, you know, so I just, I, I'm like, I don't think that's going to resonate. That's why I need something cool in front of it. Yeah. I agree with you whole hundred percent. Yeah. So what, what, um, what kind of jobs do you do? Is it like all residential or are you doing anything? No. Else? No, I, I would I wouldn't want to be completely in residential. I like doing everything. So uh, to be honest, if 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 it was a perfect world here, I'd be doing a majority in like restaurant and hospitality. That's my favorite thing to do. Okay. So right now I have three three hospitality clients and I have two um, residential clients. So I'm doing a couple restaurants and then a couple bathrooms and whole homes. And what's your reason behind that? Because I like I know a lot of residential and commercial people like to be in that because they can be a little bit more creative and bold. Mm -hmm. um, residential, yeah. you're very pigeonholed to what the customer likes. And yeah. Why do you? Is that the reason why you like it? It's it's up there. Residential design is really emotional. 
Um, it's like, it's not that you're doing something to help somebody build a career. They want something fresh, cool. Um, something that's not necessarily for them. It's for, it's for everybody else. Um, whereas when you're doing residential design, you're taking people's homes that they've worked their whole lives to get this, you know, to this milestone. And then they're going to renovate the whole thing and hopefully live in it for the next 18 years. Like it's very, it's very intense decision-making. So I have clients that, you know, it's not easy to make that many decisions at once. So mm -hmm. it just, it can be very emotional, very heavy. And uh, listen, uh, I think I have some, some level of emotional intelligence, but having that all the time, I think uh, is very intense for me. And that's why I like being in the commercial space because also the commercial space is so custom. Yeah. And for me, if I could just like, you know, pigtail on this, but like for me, restaurants are so important. My family just loves food. It's everything to us. You know, I come from a big Jewish family. So for me, and we have family that was in hospitality. I was in hospitality. So it's so rooted in who I am and who my family is. So when I enter a, res uh, sorry, a commercial like restaurant project, I really am putting myself in this space and I can be the client a lot more in one of those situations than I can with a residential project. Yeah, that's cool. I, for yeah. advice for someone that's, I mean, you're in the midst of it right now, trying to move into your own lane. Yeah. Um, I've had other people that have already done it or thinking mm -hmm. about doing it on the podcast, but no one's ever been like in the middle of it. What advice yeah. have you given <laughs> people and what advice can you give to people that are thinking about it or going through it right now? Uh, it's a mess. <laughs> embrace the mess um and uh get a good mentor you know uh yeah. my dad was a businessman or is a businessman so i can lean on him for stuff i know a lot of other design uh firm owners here in colorado and in new york and they've been like really really helpful in helping me get myself set up so whether it be like the insurance i'm not a great like businessman um i'm a great designer so I'm learning all this myself, but basically, I don't know, man, just get your ducks in order and get a good mentor. Yeah. Um, Cause I, if I didn't have people telling me about insurance and what type of insurance uh, getting me set up in those worlds, uh, I, I'd be, a, I'd be a damn mess, man. Yeah. Yeah. But do your research, <laughs> find someone that could help you out. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's yeah. Find a good mentor. Don't just do it on your own. Lean on your people. Exactly. If you want it to be successful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, are you, is there a future in uh, another TV project or do you want to be in another TV project? Yeah, actually um, we shot a sizzle for a show. Uh, okay. I can't tell any, anything else about it, but we shot a sizzle and we're right now um, in the process of trying to sell it to some streaming network. So if that happens, yeah, that'll be uh, a big, big deal for me. Um, me and one other person, we're gonna we're gonna host it, and yeah, it's gonna be design and travel. So should be real fun. That's awesome. Well, I have to have mm -hmm. you back on once you once yeah, you. Yeah, I'd love to. You'll land. Yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> See it now manifest. Yeah, manifest it. Put it out there, man. Help me out. <laughs> Absolutely. So, well, I want to thank you for coming on today um, yeah. and taking the time and just talking about it. Um, didn't think we were going to get into the HGTV stuff as much as I did, but it's kind of cool we did. Oh, I, there's good. a lot of stuff that I 
didn't know about. So did you start out in design or like, did you, did you uh, do design? Yes. So I went to school for industrial design, which is product, furniture, packaging. It's like a catch-all design and uh, realized I could not for the life of me get a job. Uh, it was in 2009 that I graduated and no one was hiring. Everybody was taking free internships um, and I just couldn't do it anymore in New York City. I couldn't afford it. So I got into hospitality and I spent eight years in that space um, where in New York City, I became a partner with a restaurant group. So we designed and built three of our own concepts, managed them, came out to Colorado to do that on my own, and then realized I don't want to do this anymore. So I went back to interior design or went to interior design. Okay. Yeah. Because that's really what the passion's always been. Gotcha. It's funny how we yeah. all yeah. find that there's not many people that I, I've talked to on this podcast that went to des- like wanted to be a designer when they're little and mm-hmm. they usually fall into it by doing something that they thought they loved. Yeah, for sure. No, I get it. Uh, I, the funny thing is I always wanted to do this. I just didn't think that this was something that was like feasible for, you know, even back then there were like no, not a lot of guys in the interior design space. They're in like the architecture space and I didn't want to do architecture, but mm-hmm. you know, my path was like a whole maze that eventually just got me right back to where I wanted to be. So yeah. that's how I got here. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way, but cause I didn't want to do anything with the decor stuff. I'm, I'm not. That's not your hard finishes only. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody thinks of interior design that way. And that's the reason why I kind of was like, do I want to get into it or do I not? But Mm -hmm. in the school, you understand what, what it truly is. Yeah. It's always fun explaining it to people. Cause like, I used to just say like, I don't give a fuck about your pillows, but now I uh, I have a much more eloquent way of like talking about hard (laughs) design versus soft design. I like to tell people like, take the house, flip it upside down. Everything that falls out, that's what a decorator is for. That's not me. Anything that's still in the house when you're done, that's that's what I do. That's hard design. Anything permanent, uh, hard finishes and fixtures. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. It is hard so, to explain to someone. Yeah, but usually when they do that, they're like, oh yeah, okay, so a chair falls out, a stool falls out. I was like, actually, I like picking chairs and stools. Let me help you with that. But like rugs pillows uh window coverings uh, i want i don't want to touch it yeah i'm same way yeah. <laughs> well, well awesome eli thank you so much for taking time out of your day uh pop onto the podcast yeah. and can't wait to get this one out yeah man it was a pleasure thanks for having me